Welcome to the Night Journal Podcast, episode 118. The beginning of World War III, the biological warfare. Right. That that we've not been told about yet. And I'm here with my buddy Kyle, and we're here to discuss some things that are going on in the world today and across your great nation. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, how do you? How, I mean, how do you? How do you? Uh, how do you think about what's going on right now? In and not think about it in that light. I mean, there's so much. There's so much information out there going on right now that. You know, even if you um, even if you look at it from the right and left perspective, um, there's people on both sides are starting to say the same things. And so when I when I see that kind of stuff, um, I start thinking, well, maybe there's some there's some credence to it. But I don't know. Uh, you know, we're talking about the we're talking about the novel. Or is it novel? Probably novel, novel coronavirus. The novel coronavirus, and uh, how it's affecting us in their, our day to day life, and what is it that we should be concerned about, and what is it that we should be really concerned about? What do you think? Well, there's it's it's very difficult to actually get any information that I would uh, that I would hang my hat on regarding you know the coronavirus how it came about the nature of the thing um, but I've said all the way since episode 215 which was before any lockdowns before anything except that China had locked down their whole country and I said well you don't lock down that much of your economy unless there's something really, really bad going on. And uh, my, my point has always been uh, if if this is, you know, just a little bit more than the flu with, a, you know, 3 to 4% death rate, uh, you know, why are, why is our whole country locked down? You know, so my going, I have my suspicions. Uh, I am not willing to speculate um, because I don't have uh, super great sources for a lot of this, but um, I would say that that after April 30th, if they don't tell us exactly why this is different, than the flu, uh, I'm not going to comply anymore. What I what I find fascinating, and I think people have already hit the limit um, with with this with this kind of stuff, because we have we have some pretty serious issues, constitutional issues that are going on right now, and 
because are because people are throwing around orders as if we are at war with not necessarily a virus but with mm-hmm. a um, with another another entity mm-hmm. and that and I and I guess I would feel better if they would come clean and say look this is a this is a weapon that was developed by somebody for the intentions of doing something if if that's indeed the case right but well they, and, they are going to need listen. to come out with what it is they know right uh, it may not be that it, it right. may be something else that they know about this virus right uh, I mean, they're may, not telling be, us because they're I, telling us this, it's just the flu bro basically right and Only I said it's this. just the flu blow flu, flu bro and we're going to lock down your whole fucking country right i and, and I've been saying this for a long time that it's either one thing or another and, and it's either it's either this is a biological war that we're not really sure what this what this virus has in it in its uh, you know in its long-term effect on people you know maybe like I you know I said maybe a year from now anybody that has it has the maybe the antibody is another weapon mm-hmm. you know maybe your body's response to it is, Another weapon. Maybe at some point in time, um, it, it planted some DNA in your structure that all of a sudden all your cells walls break. <laughs> or you know, I mean, that's just like sci-fi stuff. But but they don't know, you know. And oh, they either it's either something like that or it's um, practice for this in the future. Um, I just I just watched a, a, a documentary that unfortunately our country is so divided only half the people will watch it with an open mind and the other half will say oh you guys have tinfoil hats on um, and it's unfortunate and I think that's that's almost a bigger enemy than any enemy that we might have is the fact that one side of one group of Americans will not trust what another group of Americans will say. And um, it's almost like one group of Americans is siding with America and the other group of Americas, Americans are siding with a group of people that want one, one world order um, or, or something like that. And they want, it, they want to see America fall and a world government run by quote unquote intellectual scientific types. Uh, that's why and, and when I see our government making rules and shredding parts of the Constitution um, without any real valid re- reasons that they're enunciating it I have a problem with that. You know, come clean if there's something that you need to tell us. We'll, we will work together if you tell us the truth. But if you are withholding stuff, or if by chance you have an investment in this company that's making a vaccine, and you want to scare the shit out of us way more than you should be, I want to know. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I think that that's, you know, that's, that's the world we're living in right now for some unknown reason. 
what what's I mean how, how do you how do you uh, how do you make sense of it how do you how do you tell somebody that they can get on their kayak and go paddle around on the lake but you can't get in a motorboat and paddle, and ride around on the lake okay so here's the um, <laughs> Here, because you can fit more than one person on a motorboat, and people will be out partying. So <laughs> Basically, what? so well, what? right? So, so I mean, there, there was just a case. There, there was just a case of a couple that got ticketed as they were going across the Mackinac Bridge with a camper and two four wheelers on the back, and they were going to go practice social distancing out in the woods in the UP. So what did they... And they got a $1,000 ticket apiece, $2,000 for being in the cab of the truck together. Hmm. And it was a husband and wife. Because they they violated leaving their residence. Now, to me, that's a little bit... That's a little heavy-handed right there. Yeah. You know, you can... You can, you can go to the grocery store... Walk up and down the aisles. They don't know where this virus sits, where it, how long it lasts anywhere, and they're making determinations like you can you can you can go to the grocery store and go grocery shopping. You can hand money to your cashier, but you can't go for a drive in your car. Yeah. Well, I guess the. So what Jim is referring to is last week our governor just made a bunch of new restrictions on us. Number one, probably the most important one, is that she banned all private gatherings. Private gatherings. That's very different from public gatherings, say going to a concert or going to, you know, some art thing. She, she uh, made it illegal to go to another another person's residence. Yeah, but that's basically a private gathering. That's yep. what I'm talking yep, about. Exactly. And then exactly. the other thing is is that she closed down Go ahead. so big box stores, so think like Meyer or other places, the only parts of the stores they can have open are the grocery wow. and pharmacy. You can't uh Well, I see you can't have uh you can't go buy gardening stuff, so you can't buy tomato seeds, stuff like that. Uh, I think I just yeah. lost Jim because his Stuff sucks. Lost you there. Yeah. You didn't stop recording, right? Nope. Nope, did not. All right, let's turn video off. Um, yeah, so what I was explaining was she took the... Uh, any any kind of a, what's called a big box store. So think Meyer or you know Costco or places like that. She also made it illegal for them to sell anything but groceries and uh, pharmacy stuff, and they have to limit the number of people in the store to twenty percent of the rated capacity. And so, like, if let's say you wanted to go buy tomato seeds, you legally can't right now. <laughs> Right, yeah, the, and all garden centers are closed. Yeah. Mind you, people, this is our time of year where we start our gardens. Well, and then the other thing is is that uh, all, all the uh, pots, 
pot places are open. So the potheads right. can go and buy their weed or whatever. Um, but you you can't go buy like tomato seeds to plant your garden. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's so it's like a, a just a totally arbitrary thing. And and it's it's uh, I don't know if she's if she's trying to outleft Bernie Sanders to be vice president of uh, a, a vice presidential candidate for Joe Biden, mm-hmm. or maybe. Maybe she might be thinking that she's going to come up with uh, with a uh, Democratic nomination for president um, when some when Joe Biden has a problem. Mm. I mean, a problem that's bigger than the fact that he's a little senile and has a hard time with two coherent sentences and uh, is totally not electable. And you know, where where you could put you could put. Uh, Gretchen Hitler on the on the debate stage with president with President Trump, and you know he'll be trick he'll be picking on a lady. The uh, the the fun thing is going to be that uh, uh, they're calling her uh, uh, Gretchen Whitless. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I've had I've I've heard uh, Governor Halfwit. Uh, yeah, Griff <laughs> Whitmer. <laughs> uh, um, there was another too, a Whitler uh, instead of Adolf. It was oh yeah, Gretchen, Gretchen Whitler. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I I um and well, and her she's got an overzealous uh attorney's general too that is is uh going after all kinds of people for doing all kinds of weird stuff. That's like not really weird, but in their mind apparently it is. Um you know, they're they're I mean that um I mean, that first, the first statement that we're talking, no, that's not anything. Come here. That first statement is, uh, um, that we were talking about was the, the violation of people to gather. I mean, that's a clear violation of the First Amendment. I mean, that's like the, the most basic of things that you can't stop people from doing. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I Like I said, I, the scare tactic thing bothers me. I would rather know that, okay, seriously, this, this virus, we, you know, I mean, if they told me that, look, you catch this before we have a, 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 a cure or a vaccine for it, once you have it in six months from now, you're going to bleed out. Then, you know what, guess what, we'll take this real serious, you know, but if you tell me that, well, you know, you just get a little sick and a small portion of people that go on a ventilator and die, um, you know, but it's not any bigger number than what's any of the other diseases that we have. You know, then it's hard to it's hard to justify this kind of level of reaction. And I think that that's what a lot of people are starting to have. That I mean, I live in the most 
probably independent. One of the well, I guess the UP is is parts of the most of the UP is more independent than where we are. But literally, where I am right now, where I live, it's business as usual. You go down to the hardware store. There's no limit to how many people are going to go in there. There's no limit to the uh, our gas station grocery store. There's no limit to that. Um, there's no masks. Nobody. I mean, very few people are wearing masks. Um, if you go into Petoskey, uh, there's stores that are still open, and they're basically saying, "Screw you! I'm not closing." Mm-hmm. You know. I, I, so I don't know. Um, I mean, all of our restaurants are closed except for everybody's trying to do some kind of carryout thing. But, but besides that, I mean, they're they're basically saying, you know what, we're you've not given me good enough reason to do what you're telling me to do. And and I think that that's, uh, I mean, I think that's kind of valid. You know, I mean, I don't if you don't trust your your elected officials. You know, I mean, our country is so divided now. We can't trust the other half. Nobody can trust the other half. You know, because you're you're um, you know you have you have all everybody's got these little interests that they're you know making money on the side, and I don't want to tell you what it is. There's no disclosure. You know, um, I mean, I just saw a thing the other day about Diane Feinstein. Uh, was more concerned about her stock portfolio than she was the coronavirus, because she dumped a bunch of stock, you know, before uh, before the crash of the market. You know, so so all of these things that people are, you know, these people that are supposed to be representing us are putting their own interests in front of us. Uh, there's that's where that's why we're where we're at. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for whatever reason. I mean, if you look at how many people want to support China. Um, and it's pretty much almost all the left. You know, everybody in the media is praising China's reaction and how they handled the coronavirus and how we're, we're you know, stumbling through it on this side of the pond and how we can't, uh, you know, it's just a horrible response. You know, and somehow or another, China did it right. They were the ones that, you know, they found everything. They did everything correct, and, and we're just a bunch of buffoons over here. And and when you hear this constantly coming over all of the networks, maybe except one or two that are not, but but pretty much they're all in lockstep. You might as well just call them state state run media. And I and I guess I get a little bit upset by that. I mean, I, if you want to tell me the truth, tell me the truth. Don't don't tell me a story. You know, don't tell me a story because you're going to be you're making money on it. You know, or don't, or don't omit something because you're going to make money on it, and that seems to be where we're at right now. Not sure. I mean, I think people get more information from podcasts, but you know, then then what do you hear? Well, what's their credentials to make those statements? What you know? I mean, I just I just saw a uh, I just saw a thing about about Dr. Fauci uh, the other day that basically was saying that all of his work on um, on the HIV virus is totally bogus. If it's if that's what he made his bones on was was the HIV virus and it was totally bogus. It wasn't if you know he didn't do what he was he became famous for. 
So I, I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time uh, sorting through this because now you have to, before you can listen to somebody, you have to know what their political background is and why are they biased in one way or the other. You can't just, the truth is not the truth anymore. The truth is only from a certain perspective. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, what, what, you, you just drove through, uh, you, you took a ride in your car yes, the other day, last week. What did you find where you went? Uh, like literally nobody on the road <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all the, there's like literally people, the, the amount of traffic was like zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's the way it's been. It seems like, I mean, there's not a lot of, I mean, it, um, our, I mean, our area is pretty quiet. I mean, it's, it's all, always quiet anyways, but it seems like it's, I had to go up to, uh, I had to go up to Mackinac last week to get some prescriptions and, and, uh, I was really surprised that, like, literally, there was I didn't pass a car on the road. That's a it's a twenty minute drive. Hmm. I mean, it was <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't run across the car going the other way, which is uh, amazing to me because that's you know between here and Mackinac it's about a twenty minute drive, and I probably should have ran across at least twenty cars. Yeah. So from from my house uh, going down one thirty one to Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. It was there were less cars on the road than when I was when I drove uh, Highway 50 through Nevada, which is apparently the. I mean, you'd drive in on Highway 50 a half an hour before you'd see another car, <laughs> and it was literally that way. Like yeah. literally, nobody was out anywhere. Not wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we're. I think we are. I think people generally are social distancing, and I think that the. Um, I think that the the virus is going to um, the the spread of the virus is going to slow quite a bit, mm-hmm. but it becomes irrelevant. We're all going to get it. I mean, the more they find out about it, the more the more I'm convinced that we're all going to get it. So it's so it becomes uh, whether you're going to get it now or you're going to get it later, you're going to eventually get it. I mean, I'm not sure that they even know if after you've gotten it and recovered, if you can't get it again. Hmm. You know, they, they've not, I don't think they've determined that. Um, you know, I don't think that they, they're working, they're doing some antibiotic, antibody work now. And uh, I guess they're having some success with that. But but even then, I mean, this is, this is a lot of, a lot of things indicate that this is man-made. That this is a laboratory, not natural virus. Hmm. And a lot of people were talking about that in China before they got shut down. And a lot of people, a lot of virologists around the world are saying that, but they don't have the, the loudspeaker that Fauci's got. Hey, give me that. Give me that. That's not yours. Give me that. Give me that. I just got a... My wife made a little uh, mask because she saw it on TV that you could make a mask out of a paper towel, hmm. and she and she made one and he had the rubber band stuck around his foot. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but um, but yeah, they're they're saying that there's there's uh, things on this virus that do not occur naturally, 
as if as the has the same some kind of marker that the previous SARS virus has, and it's a 100% match. And they, they're basically everybody that's a virologist is saying, you know, that's way too close. A hundred percent match is not possible. Nothing matches like that a hundred percent unless it's taken from the SARS virus and grafted onto this virus. Mm-hmm. And that's what and that's what there's that's the, the like the quote unquote proof that this is not a natural bat phenomena thing. And uh, and then for whatever reason they were doing it, and it could have been it could have been accidental. I mean, it literally could have been just poor. Um, I mean, one of the one of the ladies that was had been in the, this business for forty years uh, basically said that her first job was to go to one of our uh, military uh, labs and and work. And she said the the safety measures that were going on in that lab, when she thinks back about it, were not that good. And it would have been easy for a virus to get out. Um, luckily, it did not. And she said over time, they became better at doing it. But she said that she's been in these labs. She knows how they how they operate and knows how it, it's it's fairly easy for one mistake to, to, to uh, cause this kind of a, of a pandemic. Yeah, and it's a tiny, tiny mistake. Like right, something yeah, you'd like, never even think of. Right, exactly, and that's what she was saying. It's, it's, it's like it just takes just a little bit of, you know, just one a door that doesn't get all the way shut, a valve that doesn't get all the way shut. Uh, you know, it could be anything. You know, but anyways, but you, but you know, the 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 proof is a lot of. Uh, not the. I guess I don't. I, I'm not a virologist, so I don't. I can't speak to it the way they do, but they make a pretty convincing case for a layman to believe that this is um, this is a manufactured virus. And whether it was intentionally released or accidentally released becomes irrelevant because they did not um, if it was accidental they should have they should have been a little more forthright with the fact that um, that they, that this happened. The um, but the fact that you're dealing with a government that's more that's more um, that has a bigger desire to protect itself than the rest of the world it belongs to is becomes fairly obvious. Um, so I don't know. It's, what what is that? That's not something. Hang on a second. Hang on one second.
So one thing I've, I'm back. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I've uh, figured out now, I've had this dog for two weeks. Um, everything is his. Everything. Every, it doesn't matter what it is. Everything is his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything belongs to him. And um, you have to, I mean, literally you have to go piece by piece through the house and say, nope, this is not yours. Nope, this is not yours. <laughs> this is yours. This is what you can play with. This is what you can't play with. And it's it's funny. I, you know, he just was picking up a, uh, like a, one of those weighted workout balls that you, um, you know, he just thought that that was something that he should be playing with. So it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to have a, a dog again. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a new dog, and it's yeah. it's trying to trying to fit in. And he's trying to do the. Um, trying to figure out what he's up to you yeah. know and, and what's his and what isn't and that's education right right you know it's smart dog a good buddy of mine told me the other day that um this breed if this breed had thumbs it would take over the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're pretty smart um how's your puppy oh she's good yeah yeah now now that that um that was it a tumor that she had that was did you ever have that removed or yeah that? yeah she did and it um they think they got it all uh, we're just supposed to watch it her foot swelled for a while but it's a lot better yeah and she's getting around just fine and she's snorting and mm-hmm. doing everything wa- she should i was watching uh the incredible dr pole the other day and uh I was I was kind of chuckling because they uh, he's a Michigan vet. I don't know if anybody watches the um, that are listeners, but it's it's kind of interesting. It's a it's a um, Michigan vet around Mount Pleasant mm-hmm. that does large animal and small animal. He's got I think two or three other vets that work in his office, and um, so he does farm calls and he does you know small animals, all kinds of weird critters. Um, and he had a pug that came into his office the other day. And it had gotten in a fight with uh, another dog. And he first thing he said was, he said, he said, pugs, he said, should never fight. He said, pu-, he said, I've never seen a pug that won a fight. <laughs> and uh, but the the um, it was kind of it was kind of bad. The, the dog had uh, had got bitten on the top of the head and it squished his eyeball, pushed his eyeball out. Yeah, that's and, the and, problem when they have those smushed in faces. The yeah. Um, well, he said that their eye is is more exposed from their skull than a normal dog. So that so that injury that this dog got was actually worse because it was the breed of dog. It was their eyes aren't aren't. There's not more eyes. Let's see, more of their eyeball is not set into their socket into the into the skull. More of it is out of the skull. Yeah. Basically, they're bug eyed. Yeah. Already, and then the, this injury caused it to be way more bug-eyed, and then uh, and then the blood behind the eye pushed the balance of it out. Yeah, that's called a retrobulbar hematoma. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> yep. And now he's uh, he's uh, um, got an eye patch. Yeah, he's yeah. probably blind in that eye. Yeah. Well, they took it off. They took. Yeah. The eye out. They would have. Yeah. So he might have a glass eye, but they can't keep it in his head. Yeah. So you just sew it up. No big deal. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's interesting the the uh, 
now that we're all stuck in our houses, all these different TV shows that everybody's watching, um, now we're pretty convinced that the Lion King's, or not the Lion, the Tiger King's adversary killed her husband. Everybody's everybody's chiming in on that. Oh, yeah. Um, I just started watching a new series on on uh, Amazon, which is kind of fascinating. It's, it's called The Loop which is kind of a sci-fi thing mm-hmm. about a town that everybody in the town works underground in this, like a physics laboratory. So there's all kinds of weird stuff going on in the town. I'm only on the second episode, but it's already, it's actually pretty intriguing. Uh, but besides that, and the, and the coronavirus updates constantly. Yeah. Um, What's your family been doing? Oh, you know, just uh, doing some pimping. <laughs> camping on the front room? Yeah, every once in a while we'll sleep on the couch or whatever. It was uh, it was pretty fun. We uh, I've been having uh, a wrestling match with my mother, um, who is very social, and being this kind of restricted makes her nuts absolutely nuts and uh especially yesterday being easter uh it was the first time that kathy and i were saying it was the first time in our lives that we were alone on easter Mm -hmm. we we have never we have never spent easter not with our families ever Mm -hmm. and you know that's pretty traumatic and a lot of people uh, in the country went through that. You know, they tried to do, you know, different um, programs to, to get a bunch of people together on a, on a video screen. Luckily, we have the technology. Um, but it's, it's still not the same, and a lot of people are feeling that. And so there ends up with a frustration level that is very difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, text, you know, people are starting to realize that Text messages don't always come through the same way as what the intention of it was. And um, so all of a sudden, some remark that was meant to be joking, all of a sudden is treated like it was serious, and now there's a fight. Mm-hmm. But so, um, so my mom, she listens to what, every, what, the, what the pundits are saying, and then decides that she's going to, my mom is almost 90 years old and she decides that she's needs to get her mail every day because she doesn't have mail delivered to her mailbox. Mm-hmm. So she wants to get in her car and go get her mail every day. And of course I come in blue because she's 90 years old and she shouldn't be, she, I mean, she's susceptible, but she's alone. And so it's, it's like, I know that she won't just go, to the post office, if she sees somebody there, she's going to talk to them. She's going to, you know, because that's the kind of person she is. Mm-hmm. She's not built for isolation. Um, and she's having a hard time with it. And yeah. so, so last night, um, we, we had just gotten off the phone, and you could tell that she was just really frustrated with the way things are going and being locked down and not having a Easter, you know, a, a, a proper Easter celebration and... And uh, so, so Kathy said, 
What what can she, what does she? I mean, my mom doesn't cook real well, so she's probably not eating the greatest. Um, she said, "Well, what do, what does she know how to do?" And I said, "I I don't know." I said, "I said I think she can knit." I think you know. She said, "Well, why don't she ever see if she'll knit some?" You know, see if she can she can knit something for like the babies at the hospital, or or do something like that. That you know, that that um, at least she'll be busy doing something. And so I sent her a text message and I said, "Hey, I said, um, don't you know how to knit?" When and I put a question mark. You know, and I was being I wasn't being trying to be snotty about it. And I said, um, I said basically, Kathy wants to know if you know if you know how to knit. And uh, she said, "Why does she want me to make her a sweater?" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "No." And then I sent her another one, but she didn't respond. And so I ended up talking to her this morning, and and uh, I said, "No." I said, "I said we were just thinking of something for you to do, something so that you're actually, you know, accomplishing something like you always want to be accomplishing something." And I said, "You know, we thought, well, maybe you could." You could knit some, you know, little hats for um, for newborn babies, or or you know, or or make Kathy a sweater, or make you know, make us some mittens or something. Make you know, do but some but something so that you're actually doing something. And she was like, "Yeah," she said, "I know. I need to be. I need to start doing something because I'm going stir crazy watching Gunsmoke for the for the you know thirtieth day." Because they, they have like she, she's a gun smoke kind of she likes gun smoke and she likes um, Marshall Dillon or whatever yeah, his name is yeah yeah Marshall Dillon and she likes uh what the hell is Big Valley not Big Valley she likes Big Valley too but not uh, I can't think of the other show that she's watching I mean they were these were shows that during the the early sixties and into this well. Through the 60s, they were on, so they were probably a, a show that was on 10 years, and then back then, a TV show didn't only have 13 seasons. I mean, they had like, they made like 30, 30 episodes a year, mm-hmm. so um, when you binge watch an episode, or a, a, if you binge watch Bonanza, you could you could almost do a month of TV solid. <laughs> yeah. Because they made so many, they made so many shows. Yeah. But, and so, you know, unless you have something else, I mean, I'm lucky. I can go out and I can cut wood or I can go do something, you know, and be, and be some, you know, get stuff accomplished during the day. Um, but if you're in the city, you're kind of screwed. You can't, I mean, unless you're cutting your backyard with a pair of scissors, I mean, what, <laughs> what would you, what would you be doing? But sitting around and getting, getting chunky. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure that there's a lot of memes about that. How come I'm doing all the talking? <laughs> I don't know, because <laughs> you usually do. <laughs> oh, uh, man. So, yeah, I guess, um, so yesterday we just had uh, ham, which I mm-hmm. always like to have. I always buy the shank and bone-in ham. Mm-hmm. And then now I'll have a ham bone to make soup out of, and I'll have all this extra stuff. It's going to be really good. Um, and then I had a style of baked potato called a Hasselbach potato. Ooh! So that's where you take the potato and you um, 
I used a Yukon Gold, and you just make a whole bunch of slices in the top. Have you seen this type of potato where you slice all the way down, almost all the way through, but not quite, and you just yes. make a whole bunch of slices, and then yep. you coat it with butter and olive yep. oil and bake it? Yep, yep, and they are so awesome, it's not even funny. Yeah, and it's not all that much extra trouble to do it. Um so it was uh, pretty tasty, I thought. Yeah, I like I like those. We had, um, oh, we had basically a lot of Polish food. I made some sauerkraut and and kielbasa, and we had ham. I made a maple syrup glaze, which was totally outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Uh, uh, we had pierogies. We had uh, green beans i mean it, it's funny because it's it's hard to cook for two people when you're used to cooking for 20 mm-hmm. well for a, for a meal like that so I, we're going to eat that leftovers like that for probably a week nice which is fine is it snowing down at your house right now uh it's spitting a little bit not too bad yeah and we had uh broccoli with cheese sauce with that and of course horseradish for the ham which you must have oh yeah Oh yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're just getting ripped off. Well, you know, it was funny. Kathy got. We're, we're big horseradish fans. I yeah. love horseradish. I, I eat it on eggs, uh, eggs, uh, boiled eggs. Yeah. And it's. And if you haven't tried this, people, go give it a shot. Cold, hard boiled egg. You uh, basically take uh, straight up horseradish. Take a bite of your egg. Put a uh, little horseradish on uh, right on the top of it. And mm-hmm. uh, as much as you want to tolerate, and then take another bite of your egg. And I'm going to tell you what, that is just plain old good. Nice. Uh, yeah. And um, so we, we it normally, if you get horseradish in a jar, it's, you know, usually has a little bit of a bite to it. And it's not hot like, if you've never had it, it's not hot like hot sauce. It's a different kind of it's not really hot. It's like a, I and mean, how would you even describe it? I mean, it's like it opens up your sinuses. It uh, actually pretty spectacularly. A lot of times, if you get a big mouthful of it, your eyes start watering, your your nose starts running. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that's good stuff. Wasabi is like that too. Yeah, yeah, it's real similar to wasabi. Real yeah. similar to wasabi. Yeah. And, so, uh, so horseradish for people that don't know is like white people wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> that's funny um they uh so so we ended up with this one brand and it's, it was yoder's brand which i don't know if that's a national brand or a local brand or, but she took a big old mouthful of it the other day and wasn't expecting it to be that um arom- aromatic maybe would you, would you call it an aromatic um you know, how would you describe it? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's got it's, a, it, 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 it's got like vapors that come off it and, yeah, bust, and bust your nose. Yeah, and that's what uh, that's what we have always um, basically said. If you're not, if your eyes aren't watering after a mouthful of it, it's not worth eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> so so she most horseradish that you buy in the store is not that it's strong, but it's not that strong. Well, this jar happened to be like extremely strong and she opened it up and and 
took a big old mouthful of it, and I thought she was going to choke. It was funny. Yeah. Um, so the so there's this there's a kind you buy in the store, right? And it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there's this kind that you can get in Iowa where the writing on the label is red, uh-huh. and it says on there hot, but I've never seen it here. The kind that you're talking about, I I bought some of that, and I was it it's got a little kick to it, but not near enough. Right. Um, right. But the uh, so, but they, if you want to know the ultimate horseradish, what you do is you grow your own and let right. it establish for a couple years, and then you can you can dig it up and process it in any month ending in er. And <laughs> I always did uh, in November. So you take it and then you you dig it up, wash it up real well, and then peel it with a potato peeler. Then you process it in a food processor with a little bit of vinegar and a little bit of salt, but do it outside because it is so strong, it will gas your entire house. Your dog (laughs) will run away. The first time I did it, I did it on Thanksgiving Day, and I had it in the kitchen doing it. And this was back when I lived in my uh, big old Victorian house in Iowa, and you know that it's got like... 10-foot ceilings, uh, and huge, roomy, airy house. And then, you know, so the next story is like 10 feet above you. And people were coming down from upstairs and running outside because it gassed everyone so bad. Uh, And then I took that horseradish and I put it in a jar, and we were going over to my aunt's house for Thanksgiving. And uh, my uncle's like, I'll be the judge of it. This is good horseradish or not. You know, like he's, we're pretty into horseradish in my family. He takes it, takes a bite of it and his head like explodes. It (laughs) blew the top of his head off and he like screamed (laughs) and he's like, that's good horseradish. You know, so like there's, there's people that like horseradish and then there's people like us. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I love, I do love horseradish. I always do. Yeah. I, um, I tried growing it here. It just doesn't grow very well in the soil. So yeah. I, when I move over to Illinois, I'm going to start another patch. Because yeah. Yeah. It, there's literally no comparison between the store-bought. Because in order for them to do that, they have to like heat it somehow to make so sure how, it's, you know. So how far are you from a state line? Well, I don't know I'm very, very close. Illinois. Well, I know. but that's And that's part of the... We're looking in um, southern Wisconsin, right, and and also in Illinois because I'm literally 15 minutes a 15 minute drive on a big highway, four lane highway from uh, from uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Now the thing yeah. is, is the 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 income tax rate is higher in Wisconsin, but everything else in Illinois will screw you. Right, and they will do their absolute best to like, you know, screw that, with you. And that and, southern Wisconsin area is nice. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. That that's a nice area. And yeah. and plus, I won't you have a, don't you get um, if you're a resident of Wisconsin, aren't you? Don't you become owners of the Green Bay Packers, part owners? I have no idea. I <laughs> think I think you are. <laughs> I think I think you become part owners. Hmm. Well, well it's, it's, it's kind of a difficult decision. The tax, tax guy says it's a wash either way. So it's just where do you want to live? And so I'm, right. I'm just looking at, like, what what properties. Because I want, 
the main thing for me is I want privacy in woods. Right. Which is, you can still get in Illinois. Right. Um, but it's easier to find in southern Wisconsin. But then I'm adding a commute, which, you know, so yeah, well, and, we're and looking how, at it. How far uh, How far out of the city are you actually there? Are you? I mean, out of uh, it, Out of Chicago, it's about an hour, a little less. So you don't have to deal with Chicago traffic? Not at all. Zero. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's, I, you know, I'm like 45 minutes from O'Hare. I'm like 30 minutes from Ikea and Medieval Times Restaurant. <laughs> dinner and tournament. Do they, in Medieval Times Restaurant, do they use a big sword to cut your stuff up? I, I've never been there, but as soon as I get the chance, I'm going you have to wear like a suit of armor. You go in, and you put a suit of armor on. No, you have they to have, joust for your meal. No, it's like a show. Like they have all these guys that like that's what they do for their living is like jousting and shit. Ah, yeah. I wonder what's going on there now. Well, it's closed. Yeah, you know, pretty much everywhere is closed. You, yeah. Unless you're going to drive up, but it, it's hard to get your dinner and tournament through a drive-up window. Well, you, you know? could you could do car jousting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. I, I uh, it's been funny because, uh, uh, you know, knife sales seems to have been uh, going, which surprises me. I don't know what it is. If it's if it's people are just uh, uh, just bored now. That they become bored and like I'm stuck inside. All I can do is think about going out and you know because I can't. I mean. Can't really do anything. I mean, I don't know why that those sales would be good. Gun sales have been gone through the roof. They yeah. say that March was the biggest gun sales uh, month in the history of selling guns mm-hmm. in our country. Um, I don't know how everybody else has been doing, but but knife sales have gone up quite a bit for me, mm-hmm. which is got it's got me kind of like. Going to the post office. Well, I, mean, I don't. I don't understand how that all of a sudden that's, you know. Um, but I've got you know guys from. I mean, shipping stuff to Florida, shipping stuff. I mean, it's kind of like one of those. Yeah, it's kind of a. Are, are you not paying attention? To what's going on? What you're not buying bullets? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. You you need like a couple good knives. <laughs> right. I think it's just people. I don't think they're buying I, it out of panic. I think they're no, I think sitting at home on their ass and watching YouTube reviews. Right. And, and buying the shit that they see. That's what I think too. That's what uh, I think too. And and it's and I get it. It's. We kind of already did the the buying bullets thing, dude. <laughs> I've got a whole <laughs> closet full of them. Yeah, like well, I, I think could never. I, even if I shot like all day every day for like a month, I still wouldn't be able to shoot all the bullets I've yeah. got. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um. The. Uh, um. I. 
they're saying that gun shops in Michigan are not essential. No, and they are. Gun, they, they, ours are open, aren't they? Oh, I know. Ours are too. All of our, well, I think what's going on is there's a, literally, one of, one of our governor's things said that they're not. Um, guns are not essential. And they're all closed. And, uh, and the, the, um, the, basically the, the federal government said they are essential and they don't need to be closed. And so all the gun shops are going by that. Yeah, because our shooters is open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think I think they I think they uh, most of them are. Yeah, the but range like said, the ranges are closed, but the, right. you can actually buy guns there. You know, right, right. Which I don't even understand that why why that they would be closed. I mean, you're still six foot apart. No, you're pretty damn close in most of them. You're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it all the ones I all the indoor ranges I've been to the lane. Your lane is about three feet wide at most, and then right on the other side of a thin divider is the next guy. Yeah, but you could skip every other one. And you're six foot. Yeah, I, 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 I saw a funny. I saw a funny meme. Uh, it was uh, basically three um, ATM machines that were next to each other, and then the, they put squares where the next person in line was supposed to stand. So they were six foot apart vertically. But um, sideways, they were next to each other. And yeah, it was funny. It's like, like I guess they've determined that viruses don't move sideways; they only move front and back, front to back. Yeah. Well, my little local store now has like X's on the floor where you're supposed to stand, and you know my little store yeah. up the road from me. Yeah, yeah. And like, they try to make it so you have to go through this complicated traffic thing. And, like, if I'm the only person in the store and I know exactly what I want, I'm just going to walk over to what I want and buy it and yeah. check out. And, and and 90% of the time, you're going to be the only person in the store. Yeah. There might be one other person in there. But I don't go to the store except at early in the morning, typically, because I just don't like people. Right. Um, so th- none of this is none of this is any kind of a hardship on me. You know, right. I, I grew up out in the country basically alone. Right. You know, nine miles in the middle of nowhere. Nobody, I never had friends over. Right. Uh, if I wanted to do things with friends, I had to ride my bicycle into town. Yeah. You know, which I did. But then, like, you know, so, like, this social distancing thing for people like me is a godsend. Because now, right. like, people aren't coming up to you, hugging you and shit. It's like, we're, I'm not even your friend. You know, I don't like you. You're a fucking snake. Why do you think you can give me a hug? You know, it's like, you know, so now it, for people like me, this is glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I don't, I don't know what to think. I, there's, there's just too many, too many things that, that don't, that aren't adding up for me. And, uh, I wish I wish somebody would absolutely come clean, but then again, like I said, you you don't trust anybody. You can't. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is the I the, the, all of the governments are lying, right? You know, and and you can't read anything on the news and trust a single word that they say, right? You know, because they're they they even when they're not probably have a guy overseeing what they put out, which they probably all do right now. So even when even when they're not 
having somebody, you know, breathing down their back, they lie anyway. Right. And and the, and the funny part about it is too is all of these. Uh, what I've noticed in the past ten years is anybody that's a that that publicly denounces something that's going on, and they're from that industry, then immediately the people that are that are are going against that narrative are saying. Um, Oh, that person is just a disgruntled, you know, he, he wasn't able to work in the system and now he's out and he's he's disgruntled about it. Yeah. You know, and that's what they that's what they say. I mean, if you're uh, if you were, quote unquote, an expert in a certain field and you left it for whatever reason and you become some kind of a public, you know, do some public speaking and speak out against what something somebody is doing. All of a sudden, you're the disgruntled party that is, you know, you can't go along with, with, uh, you know, with the program, and that's why you were let go. Yeah. You know, and so you're just disgruntled, and that's why you're bitching. Yeah. You know, and, and that's and that's the part that that is really kind of disheartening because you've got people that are, you know, they were some kind of a scientist going. Well, this isn't adding up, and my results are not the same as your results. And all of a sudden, they find themselves without a grant. And you know, the only the only opposing scientists are. And this is the problem that I that I have today. It's not that I don't like science. Science is very important. The problem is, is that if you have a grant from a certain organization that wants a certain result, you better believe that a scientist is going to design something that's going to make your result look right. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, because the minute your result goes against whatever the wherever your funding is coming from, you're going to lose your funding. Yeah, you know, and and that's the, that's becomes the whole issue. It's like we, now you have one side that's paying for science on one way, and then you got another science that's another side that's paying for science on the, on the other side. Now, whose science do you believe? I don't trust any of it now because yeah, it's, you, it's you basically to... sold yourself out. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the thing, and that's I kind of feel the same way about the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Ex- exactly, because you can't get the truth from anybody. Because if it's not fitting their particular narrative, then you know they're not reporting on it. Luke, come here, come here. So, anyways, on that note, what yeah. else you got? Oh, not much. You were supposed to. You were supposed to come clean with what, wh- whatever it was that your thoughts were about. Well, I, I mean, all they need to do is listen to the last few episodes, especially the part in episode one fifteen where I talked about it. Yeah. Uh, basically, I put out a bunch of different things, which may very well be um, coincidental. They may be unco- unconnected. Mm-hmm. There may be no connection. Um, but I mean, if you if you think for a little bit and use your brain and connect the dots, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. You know. So. Right. Um, I'm going to send you a link, and I want you to watch this. Is that the uh, one with the guy talking about quinine? No. That that's BS. No. Yeah. That was the Indian guy. Uh, no, the, you sent me this thing about a, a doctor that. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's running for he's running against um, uh, Elizabeth Warren for Senate. 
that guy is. The guy was the the MIT guy. Mm, there was a doctor that's my a bunch of people sent me this thing where they were like, well, you know, what do you think about this? He says you can take you can drink uh, Schweppes tonic. Oh water. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was a different that was a different guy. I watched that too. I, I don't think I sent that to you, Dad. I sent you one about. Uh, I, I sent you one about. Um, he was a. He was the guy that invented uh, email. And he's oh, okay. a, he's running for Senate against Elizabeth Warren, and he was uh, what the hell was he talking about? Now I can't even remember because I've watched a lot of these different ones trying to sort through stuff. Um, oh, I think he was talking about Bill Gates. I think he was talking about Bill Gates and um, how he wants to depopulate. You know, he's made statements that, he, that we're overpopulated. They've, they've always said that. It, 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 the people at the that would be safe from any sort of a uh, purge have always advocated for population control. Right, right. <laughs> you know. So I, I just sent you a I just sent you a link for a documentary. It's uh, that's just come out. And it's it's a bunch of uh, scientists that probably are not getting big research grants. Um, it's about an hour long video, um, but it's kind of fascinating, and it's it talks about uh, this outbreak, this particular outbreak, and they have a bunch of scientists basically saying that it's uh, what 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 China's saying is all BS. What um, w- you know, how everybody's basically lying. Not when they said when they say everybody, they're saying everybody in China now is all shut up, and we're just towing the government line. And uh, we need to pay attention to it. It's basically what this is saying. It's not saying that that our guys are doing anything wrong. That you know that we're that what we're doing. The only thing we're we're not doing right is the fact that we're not treating this as we're at war. Yeah, and we need to be treating this as if we are at war. <clears throat> so I have a I have another one for you. Uh, okay. Last thing to talk about. So did you see that uh, Easter morning at five a.m. after Bernie Sanders had dropped out, the New York Times finally talked about that lady who filed a police report against Joe Biden for sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I've not seen that. I'll have to go right. look for that. Well, so no. So the the thing is, is um, this is this is absolutely classic. Um, oh, I got to find the quote. But basically, the New York Times put a a tweet and an article out at 5 a.m. in the morning on Easter Sunday when they're sure nobody's going to read it. Right. Saying, uh, well, we. <laughs> looked at her claims and we couldn't find anyone that would back it up and then we looked at his history and we couldn't find anything that represented a pattern of uh, abuse other than people who have come forward and said he unwantedly touched them <laughs> isn't that typical though isn't right that, I mean, like, that's the investigative look. reporter that we have today yeah i mean it's like what yeah that's, How does that's that even typical. that's the kind of stuff that is that's the kind of stuff is the reason why we don't listen. We haven't people. we haven't found any kind of a pattern of sexual assault except for the pattern of sexual assault that we found. And then they <laughs> deleted it. But people obviously had screen captured it. I'm going to try to find a direct quote here. 
it's the greatest thing ever. I, I mean, it's total double speak and yeah. Um, well, and, and like I said, that's the reason why. That's the reason why we're having problems with, you know, people listening to social distancing. Yeah. You know, pe- you know when 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 you have a, when you have a government uh, a government uh, basically saying certain things, one side saying one thing and then saying, well, we want to, we want to have everybody stay home. We're going to, we're going to provide you some funds so that you can, can do this for a little bit because it's really important. And we're also going to, we're also going to stick in there some money for uh, Planned Parenthood and uh, the, we're going to try to fund the arts and we're going to, for the Kennedy Center and we're going to, you know, and then the Kennedy Center is going to turn around and take some of that money and give it back to the Democrat Party. And you go, wait a minute. I thought you were supposed to be watching out for us and making sure that we stay home and don't, and don't get sick. What do you, what does that have to do with funding the arts? Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and this, is the, this is the reason for it. We don't trust them. We don't trust them because they, they're, I mean, what kind of a brain-dead individual would say something like, um, we investigated this and we found no pattern of this except for the pattern that we found? Right. Okay. I have the um, – <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have the uh, – okay. New York Times, this is from their Twitter account. No other allegation about sexual assault surfaced in the course of our reporting, nor did any former Biden staff – corroborate Reed's allegation. We found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Biden beyond hugs, kisses, and touching that women previously said made them uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> See? So so what kind of a brain-dead individual would say, well, that's, he's never done anything wrong. Except for these things that he did wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. We, that we literally went after uh, Brett Kavanaugh for. Exactly. Hashtag believe all women. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, how, so how do you... How do you say that this is this is some kind of investigative reporting and this is uh, uh, this is legitimate journalism? I mean, these people are not journalists. There's no way that they're journalists. They're just a bunch of hacks, right. political hacks. Well, okay. That, and then if people if people don't if people think that the news media bias is a new thing, I recently read. Hunter S. Thompson's book, uh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72. Mm-hmm. And he was openly rooting for McGovern and, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the entire book, you know, and, and saying, oh, Nixon's so terrible, all of this. And he was like a reporter. Right. That was his actual reporting on it. Right. You know. Like, well, look at, look at you. All you have to do is go back to, I mean, you can go back to Walter Cronkite. When he was talking about the Tet Offensive during Vietnam, yeah, he basically said that we lost this war. Yeah, well, it, it, it's. And, and, I mean, that's and, that's one thing. That's that's having an opinion on something, but actually supporting a candidate and reporting from that perspective, they people act like that. That's that either a it's not happening right now, or b if it is, it's from a completely different. Um, it's a very modern phenomenon, and it's just not. The, the press will 
bias is not just what you say, it's what you don't say. Right. You know, so with the New York Times thing, the reason people are so pissed about that is that this story has been around for like a month. And they waited until after Biden's rival had dropped out to report it. And then they waited until 5 a.m. on Easter Sunday. Right. When when they thought absolutely nobody's going to notice this, you know, so it's not. And then when they did finally report on it, they said, well, we didn't notice a pattern of. Uh, sexual assault, except for the pattern that we noticed. And, you know, the, the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing was that her allegation was that she, he pressed himself against her. Right. Right. And they went after him like a tall dog on your leg, dude. Yep. They were on him. Uh, yep. and like it was for the same stuff that Joe Biden has been doing that they're excusing. Well, not only, not only has he been doing it, He's still but doing there's it. video. There's video of it. Yeah, lots of it. Lots know? of it. And it's like, well, you know, he gets a pass because uh, it's same for the same reason Bill Clinton got a pass. Right. You know? it's, well, he's our guy, and it's okay if our guys do that, but you know, not your guy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. okay for my guy to do it, but not your guy. Yeah. So then it's okay for everybody. Right. You know. Sorry. Yep, I I don't know I. Uh, um, and and do you want to know somebody that's never ever going to have an allegation like that against them? Me, because mm-hmm. I don't like touching people, and I do, sure as hell don't want them touching me. Right. <laughs> Especially strange right. women. You never know where they've been <laughs> or what. So terms so they one have. of the things that's going on right now um, is there uh, people are are putting their boats in the water. There's a there's a, um, a Facebook group called Michiganders Against Excessive Quarantine. And okay. they're planning on a... Um, <laughs> they're, planning, they're planning on a... They're going to drive to Lansing, and they're going to they're gonna make a traffic jam around the Capitol. And they're going to put so many cars in around the block that there's, they're just going to cause gridlock there for, it'll take days for them to untangle it probably. <laughs> you know, people are taking their boats to the boating ramps because, um, you know, just to say, guess what? Screw you. You can't do this. Huh? So be fascinating to see what happens in the next couple of days. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I would feel if this is necessary, then you need to give me a reason why it's necessary. Yeah. You can't just say, well, you know, we just don't want it to spread to our old people. We don't want to spread to our young people. We don't want to spread, you know, it's like, fine. So why it, don't you want it to spread? There are right. communicable dis- diseases out there right now that are far more deadly. Right. And you made it so that one of them, AIDS, uh, you don't have to tell somebody if you have AIDS. And you can't be prosecuted for knowingly infecting someone with it. Right. Like, so why is why is this different? Right. And I I think it probably is different, but they need to say why. Right. No, and and, and it could be legit. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not legit, but tell us, please. Yeah, tell us exactly what you know. Yeah, because ex- then we'll feel better. And exactly and if we're how war, you know. We're it. at war. We'll we'll act differently. Yeah. Yeah. If we're at war, tell us. If we're not at war, tell us that too. 
if if something else is is with this virus that that's going to happen that we don't know about, tell us that too. Then we'll take it a little more serious. But just you know, kind of haphazardly saying, well, you know, you can't buy seeds for your garden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can buy pot, but you can't buy paint. You know, what are the huffers going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the huffers. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are the huffers going to get high, for God's sakes? You know, got to think of everybody. Yeah. And what about your drunks? Yeah. Well, you can buy you can buy booze. Well, at the grocery store, are the are the liquor stores still yeah. open? Or oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's essential. Hmm. The pot stores, liquor stores. You know that all that's essential, man. Hmm. You have to be. You have to be. You know the thing that that, that I had. I got to. I got to tell you, this is kind of funny. Um, the other morning, I had a dream, or the other night I had a dream, and I woke up and I, was, <laughs> I rolled over, and it was one of those weird dreams that I actually remembered it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't believe I. This is what I remembered from this dream. It's day three hundred and forty-two of the of the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> the um, what did I call them? Oh, for God's sakes! Now I can't even remember what I called them. The what? What was it? Oh, the ro- the ro- the Ronas. The Ronas are out and marauding. <laughs> I had to take three of them out, and then I woke up. And I start and I, I rolled over and she's like, What's wrong? And I told her that and she's I thought she was gonna bust a gut laughing. I was laughing so hard. I was like, I can't even ha- believe I had that dream. I was like, it's day three forty two. This is what's going on in my head when I'm dreaming. It's day three forty two. I'm like writing in a diary. Yeah. The the Ronas are out marauding. I'd take two or three of them out today. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like anybody with the coronavirus is going to turn into a zombie in 340 days. <laughs> oh my word! The the whole quarantine thing is getting to everybody, I think, and that's what yeah. That's people, it, it actually people have been having extremely vivid dreams, <laughs> right? You know, which right, it, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think it's. I think it's funny. People I, need I mean, to, just people by and large need to spend a little bit more time in their own goddamn head. Right. You know, you don't always need to be on the phone or right. on the computer or doing all right. this other shit. Sometimes you can just sit and think. You know. Well, that's what cigar time is always supposed to be about. Yeah. Or you know, um, sit up, sit out on your porch or next to a campfire and just zone. You know, just zone out. Yeah. You know, just think about stuff contemplate yeah so on that note we should go contemplate instead of telling people what they should be doing (laughs) listen i I can tell you what works for me i can't tell you what to do right uh and i don't want to tell you what to do (laughs) so right Right. uh, take take my advice with a grain of salt Um, yeah except don't touch any strange women yeah they're gross day 342 (laughs) (laughs) listen guys uh Keep your powder dry, and uh, let's call this a day, And because uh, we've got some serious contemplating to do. And uh, Well, and look at how different one po- podcast is from the next. This yeah. is literally like three or four days from our last one. Yep. 
and it's already yep. this different. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's all of this stuff is happening, and, and and it's happening, changing by the moment. Yeah. And uh, you know, they're they're making these broad stroke things and um, broad stroke decisions that I'm not sure are the best for anybody. But uh, but but once again, knowledge is power, and if they if they know something, they're in the power. They have the power. Right. You know, we're not in. Uh, Somehow or another, we need to get to the bottom of it. But listen, watch that video and uh, um, take an hour out of your time. Pull up YouTube on your TV set and watch it and see what you think. Yeah, they make I, a pretty, I'll, I'll take make a, a pretty, a big, uh, pretty good argument. But I like to have a couple different perspectives, and I already sent it to uh, one of my extreme uh, liberal friends, and I sent it to my libertarian friend, and now my scientific friend. So I have three perspectives of the same, the same story. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't stay up all night waiting for my opinion on it. <laughs> Why? Well, uh, but I, I will take a I actually probably when I'm going to watch stuff like that is when I'm stuck in a hotel room next weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have to go. Where back are you staying down there? Are you staying with the homeless in the hotel? No, I stay at a more or less vacant Holiday Inn Express. Uh huh. And uh, it's pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Essential workers work there. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, you know how it is. Yeah. All right, Chief. All right. I'll talk to you soon, and we'll we'll do an update in a couple of days. When are you going back down? I I leave Sunday. Probably about okay. 10 a.m. So we'll, right. we'll have to get one or two more out this week. All right, sounds good. Yep. Talk to you soon. Yep. Yeah, keep your knife sharp and your friend sharp, buddies. Bye. Bye.